0: Welcome to the first episode of my podcast. I have yet to fully name it. Maybe when this is out, there will be a name. How crazy. But at this point, we don't have a name. And I'm just feeling compelled. I'm sitting at the beach. here's Here's a little sound. I don't know if you can hear that. Probably just a lot of wind. But I'm sitting in my car at the beach, deeply in love with my view I have figured out that so I don't know if you know a lot about human design but human design is another way that you can understand yourself better (laughs) it's another tool another practice another another study Um, but it takes in Kabbalah and um, zodiac signs and astrology and chi and so many other other those I think are the main three Um, that kind of define your, that it takes into consideration and then defines you. It's basically how you make decisions and my, it gives you an environment that you are best in, in a lot of ways. And I found it to be very true, but my environment is mountains and basically it's anywhere where I can like get away and see perspective, and be by myself, and just, like, take it in, and, like, then be able to come out, and I'm a generator, so give my energy to people, and energy, energize the world, if you will, so I figured out that the ocean is my mountains, um, I came to the ocean one time when I was feeling really overwhelmed with stuff, I live in San Diego, so coming to the ocean isn't super hard to do, um, thank goodness, but I was super overwhelmed, and my friend was like, what's your environment in human design go go to your environment and just be there and so I did and ever since I did that I have been coming to the beach once a week just sitting in my car or standing outside I'm not going into the water not even really sitting on the sand I'm just looking at it I'm just watching I find waves crashing to be so unbelievably beautiful The way that the water plays with itself and the way that the light plays with the water and the bubbles, it's just beautiful. And it just comes over the rocks and the sand and then it just floats back out. Then it comes over and it floats back out. Oh, I should add that to a meditation. <laughs> and then also watching the animals interact with the water and all the, the animals beneath the water surface that I can't see. And the the change in the water color. Right now it's pretty overcast, but I'm looking to the north and it's starting to get, and even farther out west, it's starting to get pretty blue sky. But where I am, it's still this like gray-green, you know the color, it's like gray-green I want to say taupe, but I don't think it's taupe. Um, what what a beach, what a, what the water and ocean look like on a on a cloudy day, over cla- overcast day. But then if I look to my right, which is north and west, it's starting to get blue, which is really cool. Anyway, I'm just sitting here and I was inspired. I was inspired to start chatting away because I've I've been thinking about starting a podcast for a really long time. I listen to a lot of podcasts, I love to talk, and I love to talk about ideas and advice and so many other things. Um, This is all from me, from my experience, my perspective, and I just want you to take that into consideration because I think for so long too in my, again, my experience, I took everybody's words so seriously and as a should and as a this is what life should look like and um or things should be like and that's just not the case so i'm prefacing this by saying this is my experience i hope you find it interesting and if you have feedback or questions slide into the dms or comment below i don't know if you can comment below with a podcast uh probably not i mean no you definitely can't what am i talking about definitely can't do that but i am oh you know let's give a little intro that's probably probably best hi everybody my name is kaya kaya dalbora it's a really freaking cool name i will say thank you mom and dad i clearly had nothing to do with it but kaya Bryn dalbora that's a freaking cool name dang and honestly i hope you all feel that way about your names even if it's like a quintessential name there's no shame you i hope you love your name and i hope you feel feel like it fits you um and if it doesn't maybe ask yourself why I'm drinking coffee, so if there's some long pauses, that's why. I hope that's okay. You know what? Who cares? doesn't matter. This is my podcast. (laughs) You're listening. Um, Okay. Anyway, my name's Kaya. I live in San Diego, California. I'm 27 years old. I turned 28 this year, but we got a long ways to go. My my 28th birthday is until November. Um, I just started... Oh, this would be sick. You know, my brain, full of ideas. Um, I just started... A business about a year ago. And you know what? I'm going to put this podcast out around the one-year anniversary of KDH, Kaida Bora Health, my, my business. i <laughs> say my podcast, my business. And my business is a virtual fitness studio. So about a year ago, little over a year ago at this point, I quit my job in corporate and decided that that wasn't the direction I was going to go. And if I was going to start a business, now was the time I had. It was about halfway through quarantine. COVID had just hit. Um, And I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I started... I wanted to be a photographer for the longest time. And I was, and I was super successful. Actually, it was, it was a fantastic experience in my early twenties, late teens to be doing what I loved. I saw that it was possible to do what you wanted to do with your life. I went to university of Washington and got a communications degree, but I chose communications because it was the only degree I felt I could be successful at while also doing what I loved, which was photography. I was the photo editor for my school newspaper. And with that, I had the access. I I was a consolation prize, if you will. Like the editor was graduating and leaving after my freshman year. And they were like, you are the only person who can do this. You have to do this. And I was like, I'm not ready to do that. And they were like, no, you have to do this because we don't have anybody else. And I was like, okay. So I... Had actually, you know what? Let me back up before this. I just want to say to all of you who just graduated high school, don't know what you want to do with your life. I went to I was set in high school that I was going to go far away from home. I'm from Seattle as well, and um, I was going to go far away from home. I was going to go to New York, that was my goal, my dream to go to New York and be a photojournalist there. Um, and I wanted to go to Syracuse, and I got into Syracuse, but I, def- I got accepted into the winter semester not this the fall semester this this, whatever the new semester the one at the beginning of the year um and I was like oh I don't know about that and I got my I think right before I had gotten that though I had got this is wow the universe works in mysterious ways I had never wanted to go to UW excuse me UW I was like no thank you it's an hour or not an hour it's a mile away everybody I know is going there I don't want to go there. I had made up in my mind too that going to the in-state like neighborhood school was a bad thing and was a a sign of failure or weakness or whatever. For some un I don't know. I just wanted to get out. I saw myself getting out. Um, but at the end of the day, I wasn't ready to get out. And as the days went on, all my friends were getting accepted to University of Washington, and I was like, which is also called UW. So if you hear me say UW, that's what I'm talking about. Um, and I was like, oh my god, where's where's my membership? Well, not my membership. Where's my acceptance letter? Like. What if I don't get in? This was like not a This was like a back of the, you know, burn, back burner school. I didn't want to go here, but what if I don't get in? So I started kind of freaking out and in my mind I was like, "Oh my god." And I came home, I think from dance class one day, and I had the acceptance letter and I cried and I was like, "This is where I'm going to school." I just had this like this visceral feeling and reaction and I was like, "I'm going to University of Washington. I'm going to be a Husky. I'm staying here. It's happening." Because the entire time, to my parents, I was like, I'm out of here. I'm going to Syracuse. This is like my dream to go to New York. And as soon as I got the acceptance to UW, I was like, wait, no, I'm staying. And this is what I want. And thank God I did. Great experience. But as soon as I went into school, I was like, I'm dropping everything. in. I wanted such a fresh experience in college that I was like, I'm dropping everything I know. I'm out of here. Like, I'm Jewish. So I was like, I'm not going to do any like jewish activities i 'm not going to get into the jewish community i 'm not going to worry about it. I want to start a new bank blank slate i 'm not going to do dance i 'm not going to swim and i 'm not going to do photography. Those are like my four things i 'm not doing anything jewish i 'm not swimming because I was on swim team. I was captain of my swim team' <laughs> thank you very much um, and then i 'm not i 'm not going to dance I was he, dance was a huge part of my life. It was one of my main sources of uh, creativity or like expression. It was my way, my main way to express myself creativity, creatively, blah, blah, blah. Um, outside of photography and also just like great exercise and community. There was so much a part of that. It was a huge part of my life. And then photography, I was like defining myself as a photographer. I was like in, in high school, I was like, this is me. I am a photographer. Um, and then as soon as I got to school, I was like, no, I am whoever I want to be. Of course, (laughs) as I went on my freshman my fall semester my fall quarter because we were on the quarter system my fall quarter freshman year all those little things that I was trying to get rid of started to come back into my life and uh yeah I at the end I think of winter quarter was when I decided to well end of fall quarter I knew I was like learned about the daily which is our school newspaper and then as I I decided to apply for their like photo intro class because you had to take the class before getting hired and I was just (laughs) obsessed and uh the photo editor or the chief editor in chief of the paper at the time I think um was our photo teacher and he is still an amazing photographer to this day Josh Bessex he's unreal and uh I learned a lot from him he uh I was such a little like goody two shoes, brown nosing, little beezy. (laughs) But I, I was like, I know everything I'm coming into this and I'm not a newbie. I know what I'm doing. I've been paid to take photos before. So you're going to fucking hire me (laughs) basically. I mean, not really, but in my head, that's like how I was feeling. And as soon as I was, you know, working through it, I was like, fuck it. I'm in let's go. And, uh, yeah, I got hired that spring And it was baseball season and immediately started taking photos of the baseball team. Sports photography was where I wanted to go with that. It was freshman year. I was a newly minted 19 year old, I guess. No, I mean, I was like halfway through my 19th year of life. But um, yeah, I was 19, taking photos of the UW baseball team, having a good time, having crushes, dating some of the boys, you know, having a good time and really just like feeling free And then I realized that that's what I wanted to do. So I did, I pursued that heavily for a really long time. I got hired by the Seattle Mariners. Well, actually I got hired by major league baseball and was stationed at Safeco Field, which was the Mariners stadium for two years doing photography for them. And then Safeco Field also hired me for stuff. It was amazing. I made so many wonderful connections and it was such an awesome experience. Um, and then actually from my experience doing that I got scouted by the Seahawks to take photos for them, which was really cool. The Seattle Seahawks. Um, this was back in 2015, 2016, I want to say. And then after that, I was like, I'm going to be a photographer in LA. I'm going to do editorial photography. Let's do some studio stuff. I'm kind of sick of this sports photography stuff. Let's do some other things. And, uh, decided my senior year that I was going to move to Los Angeles after I graduated and pursue music editorial photography. So I did. (laughs) I decided after I graduated, I mean, I decided before, but I was like, all right, we're heading to LA. However, October of what, 20, I graduated 2017 from college, October, 2016, I was like, I'm moving to LA, but I did not want to make any plans. I was too afraid of failure to make any plans further than what I was already going to do. So until I left September, 2017, my mom and I drove down from Seattle down to, C- to Los Angeles. I actually lived in Pasadena. So a little farther outside of the city, but we were right there. Still LA County. I'm pretty sure. Um, and until I landed, pulled up to my house, excuse me, I did not make a single plan of what I was going to do. I was going to do freelance photography, But I wasn't setting anything up. I was like, okay, I'll just figure it out when I'm there. I've had an interesting relationship with money also. Like a lot of like, we don't have money, but I'm not gonna think about it too much because if I do, it stresses me out and then things aren't fun anymore, (laughs) literally. Um, I have worked through a lot of that now, which is great. Um, But that being said, I came to LA and was like, I don't know, man, I I don't know what I'm gonna do which if you've ever lived in LA, you can't do that. (laughs) You gotta know what you're gonna do. You gotta have at least some sort of plan. However, right before I moved, I started dating somebody who was living in San Diego. So um, as I was building that relationship, I I was focusing on that more so than focusing on my career and focusing on myself and focusing on building what I wanted in Los Angeles. But that was like, at the end of the day, I'm not mad about that because LA wasn't for me, um, even now, my relationship is booming, <laughs> we love each other very much, we've been together for almost five years, Tom, he's the best, and honestly, because I put so much, I think part of it too, is I was looking for a distraction, so, because I had love in my life, and I was, it was my first real boyfriend, he was my first, the first person that I've done so many things with, um, He was not my first, if you know what I mean, but he was my first for everything else in so many ways, not sexually, just like in, in life. Um, but because of that, I was going down to San Diego every other weekend. He was coming up every other weekend and, um, I was starting to build my life in San Diego more than I was building a life in Los Angeles. I mean, I was building a life in LA, but LA is huge. And when you don't have... When you don't have a job where you're meeting people every day, I had a job, but I was running it myself and going into a community where I could do, I was super successful in Seattle running my own business, right? Like I had a community there. I was from there. I lived there for 22 years. And then as soon as I left, I was like, oh fuck, I really don't have very many friends down here. I have a community, but like I got to grind. And as much as I love grinding, I also hate grinding and I love giving myself rest and giving myself time to relax and recover I'm a generator so I give energy which means I need time to replenish my energy and a lot of that time is spent alone and quiet and peaceful so when I moved to LA it was hard and I started to make my life in San Diego a lot more long term it took me about a year and a half to officially move down to San Diego Um, because I was still so set on becoming a photographer and becoming successful, but at the end of the day, I didn't care. I didn't care about photography. I did it because I knew I was good at it, but I didn't care. There was no heart in it for me. I wasn't in love with it anymore. I didn't, I think I also was in love with it before because it, it gave, it made me feel like I was important. It gave me purpose and that was what I was looking for. It also made me like cool Excuse me. So it it gave me access to things and people that I didn't feel like I normally would have had or really deserved other than the fact that I had a camera in my hand. And that wasn't longstanding. Like I was using that to define myself and define my worth when I wasn't even defining it for myself at all. So when I moved to San Diego, I kind of tried to to keep up with photography, but I ended up giving it up. And I was so relieved when I did, so relieved. I started to get into some marketing stuff and ended up doing some odd jobs, nannying. What was the other one I did? I was uh, like a Facebook marketing small startup thing, which was also not good because my boss at the time, I asked him why he was doing this. He was like, so I can provide for my family. And I was like, okay, noble, but also like, Why do you, nothing is going to work if you don't actually care about Facebook marketing ads. And if you don't care about the clients that you're serving, like you're going to be focused on finances the entire time and money and providing for yourself instead of actually enjoying what you're doing for a living. Um, and being able to maintain a business long-term and enjoy your day to day instead of stressing about feeding your family. So And I understand that that's a privilege, but I also know that if you're starting a business and you're trying to be a boss and a CEO and all this stuff, like you have to, you have to love your product, your service or whatever so much and be willing to sacrifice instead of focusing on the finances because you're just constantly going to be feeling like a failure all the time and it's going to make you make stupid decisions. Anyway, that being said, I worked for that company. Then I did some canvassing. I was like, (laughs) you know, when you're at a grocery store and someone comes up to you, they're at like a little booth outside the grocery store and they're like, "Will you save the children for whatever. Donate to donate to this, this charity. Uh, Yeah. There's agencies out there that, um, staff people. So these companies hire these agencies to staff people to stand outside of of grocery stores and do that. Yeah. I was one of those people. (laughs) I literally for a week, it was so bad. I got the job and I was like, Oh sweet. I got a new job. This is so sick. Got it. Lasted a week. and was like, yeah, nah, nah, man, this is so hard. I'm making Jack shit. It was all commission-based and I just don't care about selling like that. Like that's just not my vibe at all all oh, um sitting outside of a pet smart at from like 10 a.m or 8 a.m to 7 p.m no thank you anyway there were people that were successful obviously doing that but I don't know how happy they were um anyway then after that I got a nannying job and then after the nannying job I got a pure bar job pure bar which was super fun I loved working at pure bar it was kind of the dream Um, I've loved boutique fitness. I've loved, um, fitness in general and customer service and just hanging out with people, taking care of people and being a part of their fitness journey. And, um, that also the boutique fitness world is fascinating. Boutique fitness studios have, they have their own things, their own vibes, their own issues. And at the end of the day, it wasn't an environment I really wanted to be a part of, um, and got a job at a a small startup. It was small when I started, uh, but it was a marketing agency, which for the next 14 months was my home. And I loved it very much, but I also went at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I kind of hated it. I loved it because I was proud of myself. I loved it because I was proud of the title that I had. I was impressive to other people I was doing some cool stuff and meeting some cool people. I was in the room with CEOs. I was in the room with the C suite. I was a part of the C suite, making presentations, building up marketing campaigns, and finding what I liked within that. But it was B2B and I did not care. And it was SaaS. So B2B is business to business and SaaS is software as a service. So it was like, business-to-business, software-as-a-service companies that I just could give two shits about, honestly, and um, that's just not how I work. I prefer to connect with my business, with the work that I do, with the people that I work with, and I did connect to the people that I work with. It was really hard for me to quit my job because of the bond that I had with my coworkers and our our clients, I guess you could say. No, they were our clients, so I don't know why I said, I guess you could say. I, uh, I loved everybody so much and I didn't want to disappoint anybody. And I didn't want to make anybody's life harder ever, but I lasted there after the first year, January of 2021 was, I started there at 2020, January, 2020, and and left March, 2021. But in January, 2021, I was like, I can't do this. I got to quit my job. I'm so unhappy and stressed And I cry so much. And I don't have any freedom. And I don't care about what I'm doing. And I'm not good at it. (laughs) At the end of the day, I was not a good marketing manager. I mean, I was a good manager, I think. I really cared about my people. I made them happy. But at the end of the day, I also wasn't good at saying no. And I wasn't good at helping really develop people to be stronger because I was still doing that myself. I didn't know what I was doing how was I supposed to be a good example and a good leader for people if I didn't really know what the job was, right? Like that just wasn't, it wasn't working for me. What was also crazy about when I first started that job was uh, the president of the company, who was my boss, um, he asked me, he was like, so Kai, are you going to leave us to start your own fitness business, (laughs) fitness studio? And I was like, no, what are you talking about? That's insane. Thinking that he meant like, or that it was going to be a brick and mortar. And I was like, that's very far away. I don't have money to do that. Um, and then lo and behold, 14 months later, I quit my job to start my own fitness business. (laughs) He was very intuitive, very intuitive. And, uh, I'm grateful to him. I'm grateful to him for everything that he's done and for, you know, the leadership that he showed. He's a really great person. He also just introduced me to my love of the Dutch people. He's Dutch and, um, and the Nordic the Nordic countries. I just am so inspired by so many creators that come out of that space, but also the architecture, the fashion, the interior design, so much. So uh thank you Stein for that. <laughs> Grateful. Um but yeah, anyways, then March 15th, quit my job, launched KDH April first, sixth, I think first. And the rest is history. So that was my little life story. I'll tell you a little bit about what KDH is. For those of you who don't know, KDH is Kai Delbora Health, my virtual fitness studio. We teach, we, I, I'm the only teacher. <laughs> um, I teach two or three different formats. One is restorative stretch, which is like a nice mellow stretching class Monday mornings. Um, and then we have strength flow, which is our signature format, which I created. It's developed out of bar yoga and Pilates. So nice, nice low excuse me low impact movements um low impact movements challenging spicy but very grounding so taking that grounding zen connection to your body that we get from yoga and bringing it into a low impact exercise and there's hit because i i love a good i love a good exercise um which is high-intensity interval training. I mean, everything is an exercise, but I love a good high-intensity... High-intensity... High-intense... Inter-exercise? What? What am I saying? Um, Yes, I love to get my heart rate up. I love to sweat. Those classes are only 30 minutes, so they're shorter, which is nice. And then strength flow is 45. then I also do... so for the virtual studio live classes. I teach about 10 classes live every week all over Zoom, which is great. It's the best, it's been so much fun and I'm so grateful for every single person that has joined. You are the light of my life, people. I love you so much part of that is also the on-demand library. So if you can't make the live classes, you're more than welcome to take the on-demand classes. There's about a hundred plus classes in the library, which is amazing. They all range from like five minutes to 60 minutes. And then I also do private sessions, but my private sessions book is filling up, which is so amazing. I only have six slots and, um, we have about um, one to three slots left. I got people to officially commit. Um, but they, they are, on their way to, and once they do then we'll only have one slot left if you're a private sessions member then you get full access to the virtual studio as well so you can take one class a week with me or two classes a week with me or three classes a week with me personally one-on-one and then you also get access to the virtual studio for unlimited access to take any of the live classes any of the on-demand classes and yeah a big part of it for me is building communities so we also often have community calls which are Calls on Zoom that are either activities like paint painting or game nights like trivia, or I bring in some of my friends that are amazing professionals in the health and wellness space that uh, um, that come and talk about. <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. Uh, that come and talk about stuff that are important to them. Like I have a transformation coach, Shannon. She's fantastic. I want to have her come on. Um, My health coach, mindset coach, Megan, who's changed my life in so many ways. She comes in and we do group coaching sessions with her. What else? We've had friends at Osrea, We just did a reset. Every couple of months I'll do um, little resets, which are two week long um like movement challenges but not a challenge it's more just like adding more movement into your life introducing you to the studio introducing you to just this space of what it is it's super fun it's a great way to meet the people um meet more people in the community and um meet me and hang out with me and and see if the kdh community is something you want to be a part of more long term all classes are always recorded. Now I'm doing a little sales pitch for the, the resets, but we're not doing anyone anytime soon. So those are super fun. Stay tuned for when the next one is. There's supposed to be one in May, but I've, I haven't decided yet. We'll see. Um, I do them every other month usually, but I'm not sure if that's the vibe right now because I'm tired. <laughs> but it's also not even April, so we'll see. I guess it's April next week. I mean, tomorrow. That's crazy. Anyway, but yeah, well... I don't know what else there is to say. Oh, there's also merchandise. So that's something that has also been a huge part of it is I love fashion. I love getting dressed. I love looking cute. I love feeling good in my body. My whole thing is feel at home in your body. And when you connect to yourself, when you move, you start to become more intuitive with yourself and understand your body a little bit more. Because I feel like whenever we're exercising, we tend to be exercising for external validation, for how we look on the outside, for a comparison to others, for validation and worth based on beauty and body. And that's just not the case. Your worth is not defined by that. I've done a lot of work through that. Maybe we'll do next episode will be me a little doing a little deep dive into the mindset work that I've been doing because mindset stuff is so important to me and I bring it into my business and I've seen so much change through changing your mindset. Um, And it's possible. Let me just tell you, whatever you want in this world is possible. To love your body, possible. Have a million bucks, possible. (laughs) One day I'll get there. With feeling at home in your body, that comes from both exercising but also feeling at home in how you dress yourself. And I find that so important and empowering I find it so empowering to get dressed in the morning and be like, I love what I'm wearing. I feel so confident in this. And not necessarily that it's the most fashionable, that it's the most trendy, that it's, you know, whatever. It's just that you feel good and you feel happy and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, I love myself in this outfit. There's also been a lot of work that I've done around that because that's hard to do. And for a long time, I was more comfortable in oversized t-shirts um, hiding my body than actually feeling good in it and wearing the things that I loved and I know that I looked good in. My fashion and my style now is so inspired by Matilda Jerf. Just have to put that one out there in Jerf Avenue, her brand. It's this mix of feminine and masculine and sexy, but dressing for you and so every nothing is really super fitted and it just is comfortable and cute and I just I love it so much so little shout out there favorite brand (laughs) and those who know they know but that being said clothing is a huge part of my business as well and what i love we're taking a little bit of break from shop kdh but shop kdh exists we have the health and wellness collections basically i have health and wellness on every like the words health and wellness on every piece and i just love it i love to promote health and wellness and it's cute and i love vintage stuff i love comfy stuff and um that is the inspiration and the vibe for shop kdh and I'm excited to see where it goes. We're definitely taking a little break right now because I'm trying to get rid of all the other stuff that I still have from, from uh, Shop KDH. The Baby Be Kind sweatshirts and t-shirts and gratitude hats and tote bags and um, the beanies and the health and wellness OG crews. We're going to – we got to get rid of them, people. So buy away, shop away. Anyway. I think this is it. <laughs> I think I'm going to end this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for listening to my story. Thanks for being here. And this is the first episode of many. I can't wait to uh, to share a little bit more of why I do what I do and the lessons I've learned. And I hope that this also makes you feel not as alone in life because you're not alone. You're never alone. I'm always here. <laughs> We're always here any thoughts that you have that might make you feel like you're the only one in the world to ever have had those experiences or thoughts. You're not. And, um, you're okay. And yeah. All right. Love you. I'll see you in the next one. I'm going to figure out the name of this and come up with an intro and outro and we'll deal with this. Hasta la vista. I don't think that's going to happen. All right, you guys. Thanks so much. Love you so much and see you in the next one.